Today's episode of the Roma Press Podcast is presented by BetUS. The international break is over and football is back. Visit BetUS.com to get the very latest odds throughout all of Europe's biggest leagues, including Serie A, the Premier League, and La Liga. You can also visit romapress.net slash bet to claim your 125% sign-up bonus. Again, betus.com or go to romapress.net slash bet. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Okay, I, I don't know whether to say welcome back or not to begin this one, Andy, because I think this may be the first time where I actually wished an international break was a bit more prolonged. Nonetheless, welcome back, everybody, to the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very well. It's been a little bit. I, I think our last episode was 10 days ago. One of the few times where, again, I have fully embraced an international break, and I actually lament that it is not longer. I think everybody, uh, both club players, even supporters, could have used a bit more time off. I, I am a bit bitter that it is ending so quickly, or at least it seems to be ending so quickly. Andy, I, you feel the same, yeah? Yeah. Come on. I know you do. Yeah. And, yes. uh, but I must say that sometimes just uh, it feels uh, the international break just, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, it is a cathartic moment, uh, usually, at least as a Roma fan, because you usually mm. arrive and you are exhausted. Despite it being the opening to the season, for some reason, I, uh, I always either feel exhausted or kind of annoyed that it has to stop you know because uh when when you're on a yes. roll you want to keep the momentum going and uh, and so on and so on but um this time around i think more or less it was needed it was a time and 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 yes. mind you listen knock on wood also nothing nothing terrible happened because it, it, usually that's also the case for international breaks something terrible happens somebody gets injured somebody gets tired playing for their national team and you know you have players sitting out um as a result of it and yes this was not the case this time around we seem to have managed to recover pellegrini al sharawi kumbula Paulo Dybala left, went to Argent to to join his Argentina side. Didn't play, didn't play in any of the friendlies for Argentina. So some of the players that needed more playing time, like uh, Zaleski, like Selic, played a lot. So that's good. Um, you know, Tammy Abraham, Abraham, yeah, Tammy Abraham. Unfortunately, nothing, yeah, nothing. But uh, but then you have Roger Ibanez who sort of gets rewarded for uh, for being. Uh, really good so far this year so i think all in all for a september international break this has been uh quite a positive experience for 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 roma fans it certainly could have gone much worse as you alluded to we are used to things going much worse during the international break 
uh, I mean, during the peak uh, Rudy Garcia years, it seemed like we were accounting every international break. We were losing at least one person uh, per break. So to certainly go through the uh, the, the stop unscathed, knock on wood, as you said, is obviously a good thing. Now, how Roma approached this match at the weekend with Inter, or I guess how you, as you know, how supporters view this match uh, at the weekend, I'm very curious to, to see because I would have preferred Roma to have found their bearings a bit, start off, uh, start off a bit slower, ease their way back into it. I don't know how great it is to begin with the match uh, against Inter. But if you want to take it from the other point of view, certainly Roma will have to be up for it immediately. They cannot, and obviously they will be aware of this, they can't uh, begin slowly. They can't be... um, they can't allow themselves to use fatigue or allow themselves to use any of the other alibis as an excuse because you are beginning with, I won't say decisive, because that's a word that's tossed about way too often and way too, uh, uh, way too prematurely at times. However, it is still an important match nonetheless. And beyond that, too, it comes after one of the most frustrating, head-scratchingly annoying, um, painful kick-to-the-groin experiences uh, that we've seen from Roma, a match where by all the available data and by all of our working uh, uh, eyeballs, they should have beaten, or at minimum drawn, Atalanta. They didn't. So now, how do they respond? That's what I'm curious to see. Because we have, as you said, Paulo Dybala did not play. Tammy Abraham, how we view him playing or not playing for the English national team, I don't know. Clearly, the guy has been suffering from a mental point of view over these last couple of weeks. Perhaps he could have used a goal just to help boost his confidence ahead of this one. But I don't know. How, how do you view this one? Because it, it, it's it's a very curious match. It, it just all of the recipes, or I'm sorry, all of the ingredients, I guess, coming into this one are very particular because you are coming off a very disappointing result. The guys that you think um, could have used this break the most and maybe could have used a mental boost, you know, seeing the back of the net like Tammy Abraham with their national teams didn't play or didn't factor into uh, their respective national teams fixtures. So now you're in this very curious spot where I don't necessarily know if you feel better now than you did immediately after the loss against Atalanta. What, I mean, how are you feeling? It's uh, yeah, it's this is a bizarre moment. I think both teams are coming off uh, a difficult stretch and find themselves in a difficult pos- position and situation and in the league and result-wise and also just in terms of performances. Both teams have to. Um, 
have to find like a, some sort of magic potion to sort solve their troubles because uh, Inter um, defensively they've been a mess this year, um, which is odd for for a team with that backline. Um, and whereas Roma, with again with, with on the other end, the, the team that supposedly has this great attack, an attack that creates a lot, um, have failed to. Uh, score and and so you have two teams that in theory should be up there in you know at the top in uh in what they're best at attack defense creativity solidity and instead they've they've underperformed and it's it's not a it's not granted that they find the solution right away it's not it's uh it, I, this it may be a process so i expect you know when we'll get to i when we'll get to later on what what would think of this game i can already say that i expect a very very uh tough match um both from you know from the actual uh performance uh to what we as supporters are are subjected to um i don't expect <laughs> let's get to that now because I, I i have to tell you i part of me wants to say i think we should all expect do we rem- I, I mean you and i certainly do maybe others have uh they don't have the level of uh, uh, uh ptsd that you and i do i mean those two matches okay again well uh, the one against the coppa italia was obviously better but do you remember those matches against Inter last season? Andy, over within yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, but that was, I mean, that was certainly we have definitely to expect a more. different, a different, both a different Roma and a different Inter. That Inter was still coming off the Antonio Conte high, uh, you know, developing under a new manager who had basically inherited a very well oiled machine. And, and it just wasn't, you know, it, it it wasn't even fair. It looked that was probably the, I, I think it, also for Mourinho that was the worst loss, and I think he said it on a few occasions that that was for him the toughest one because there was just no, it was match over done. You 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 were not even part of the game. So going into this one, um, we are looking at two teams that are really sort of licking their own wounds and trying to to find out. Uh, if they can, if they can indeed be better, because they've been labeled good, they've Roma have you know have the fantastic four. Inter are still uh, have still the structure and the, the 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 personalities that have won the scudetto with Antonio Conte. And where is all of that? Where is all of that glamour, that glitz, that 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 ability, that flash? I don't, you know, we haven't seen that so far for both teams. So that's why I think this is going to be just. Uh, two sides just chipping away, banging at each other, banging at the door, trying to tr- trying to break through, um, which is what they've been trying to do uh, since the beginning of the season. And we saw that for Roma in Atalanta. That was the prime example. That was the epitome of the whole problem. Uh, a team that is capable of yes. knocking on that door, but but they cannot seem to tear it down. And and. When you face a side like Atalanta, when you face a side like Inter, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's take a very brief break and we will be right back. 
today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Yeah, I mean, the lack of concreteness. I mean, this is the very last club or team that you can do it against. This Inter, I don't know what to expect from them because you've, you've already mentioned it. They've been, they've had so many highs uh, almost canceled out by these lows. I mean, they have not been consistent at all this season. It's been very surprising because I think most had them as the favorites for the Scudetto, them and Juve. And oddly enough, as far as underwhelming relative to expectations, I mean, those two, you won't find a bigger gap um, than those two at the moment. So, as you said, you have two teams uh, in Roma, Inter, who, what many thought, the areas in which they would succeed, those are the areas of the pitch where they're not doing well. I mean, for you, considering who is and who is not available, unless I'm mistaken, currently the only person that we will uh, certainly be without is Karsdorp. Um he has the uh, the knee issue. But beyond that, Roma, they will not be missing any major name. Zaniolo will be there. He was not called up for the Azzurri. Ne- uh, neither was Spinazzola. Certainly a good thing, in my opinion, um, for both of them. And then uh, Tammy will be there. Uh, Paolo Dybala will be there. So, I mean, it's not as if absences can be an alibi for Roma. You could make the case easily, in my opinion, that Celic has been uh, ahead of Karsdorp in terms of performance, th- uh, this season at least. So uh, everybody's going to be at uh, Roma's disposal. On the other side, who are they going to be missing? I believe just Brozovic, the Brozovic, yeah? Lukaku, they're getting back Chalanoglu. Uh, Mkhitaryan is back, training. So you can expect, and listen, I mean, you look at that starting... Starting lineup potentially Mikitarian and Jeko. Um, you know, I'm not a betting man, um, but uh, no, but you believe but in, right there. in a yeah. thing called yeah, it's Bordino. right there, yeah, it's Bordino right there for the taking. Activated. Yes. It's activated, it's ready to go, it's ready to take off. It's like prime Silvio Berlusconi in the Bunga Bunga years on a yacht with. With underage girls, it's there, it's right there. It's red hot, Whoa. man. It's red hot. So um, we gotta we we gotta brace ourselves because you have again you have the, you have the the weird uh, situation of two teams in a difficult moment. I do think that overall Roma are going into this match advantaged personnel wise. Uh, 
you know, despite everything, we've we as we said in the opening to this episode, we've been quite lucky over this international break. They, we, Mourinho was able to work, for example, with guys like Belotti, like Camera, like Spinazzola and Zagnolo, which wasn't something you you take for granted um, up until a year ago. I mean, you look around who who was who was left, you know, uh, once the international break started. Right. Right. So, right. This time around, it was important because he got, Mourinho got a chance to work on the guys who who needed that that additional uh, intensity that was probably missing, lacking from their legs. Somebody like Belotti who spent all, all summer long training individually, or somebody like Camara who's who's trying to to fit in and and maybe he's finding it difficult and to to you know to get used to things and and. Uh, Spinazzola, who started off and and the year quite so and so, um, recognizes that he's still far from the player that he used to be before the injury. Zaniolo could only improve during during this break, uh, I think. Um, you got listen. Yes. I mean, there you go. You got Brian Cristante being the absolute hero in Roberto Mancini's squad and this once again it's it's mind blowing how yeah. a guy yes. who gets slandered and hated like none other player yes the yes. the guy has been used all the time with coaches like Gasperini Di Francesco Fonseca Mourinho and Roberto Mancini all five coaches whenever they had the chance to rely on Cristante they've done so you could, you know, all all those coaches had other options. They could have played any on anybody else in the midfield, but for some reason they opted to play Cristante. Now with Italy, I thought Cristante was brilliant. He was playing as a mezzala. He was uh, he was great. It was he was allowed to go forward. He was allowed to sort of venture where he's not allowed to venture with Roma because he's he's being placed as a as a as a sort of central midfielder along with with Matic and that doesn't work but if you put Brian Cristante in a position to succeed i think he is the guy and and that's also a confidence boost for a player that you know probably has to hear all kinds of criticisms no matter what um even though he is he has this weird dynamic, these two different worlds. He has a world where Mourinho loves him, the, yes, the locker room yes. loves him. He's the he he is vice captain uh, after after Mancini. He is uh, a guy who's respected by all players. He's a guy who is adored by De Rossi, but at the same time, supporters don't like him, and supporters. Uh, Eleven Cristante. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it really it's it's a bizarre situation, but I think this was good. This was probably very good for his morale, for his confidence, and and now we're going into this match. I think, as I said, personnel wise, in a in better circumstances than Inter, but it it comes down to which team team can figure out uh, its own solution uh, as soon as possible. Which which team can do it quicker, and uh, and that will eventually uh, determine the outcome of 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 Saturday night. It it will be uh, a matter of whether Simone Inzaghi can can get his team to react, and whether 
Jose Mourinho can get his team to capitalize. That's been the case. Inter have been asleep this opening of the season. Roma instead have been overdoing the simplest of things, overdoing them to the point that they're they've been messing them up. So now it's time to play simple, play easy, not get stressed, not get don't let it get into your head because I think that's also why the international break is good in these situations because you see these players who who have to watch as the ball just goes anywhere but in the back of the net, right? And like somebody like Eldor Shemurdov feels like crap. He doesn't get playing time. He he doesn't, you know, whenever he when he's on, uh like in Atalanta, he misses these chances and and that has to be frustrating and that has to really uh kill your confidence. But then off you go to Uzbekistan, and he is I think he what he's he's even ahead of scoring and bunches he's even ahead guy. of yeah. Messi in terms <laughs> of how many goal contributions he's had with his national team over the last year or so. So that, for some players, will be key. Unfortunately, it wasn't the case for Abraham. I I thought if there is one player that needed a confidence boost, it was Abraham. But, uh, you know, what better game than a game at the San Siro for for Abraham to really... No, I'm not even asking for a goal. I'm just asking for him to to show the leadership that he'd shown previously, uh, the leadership that he was known for last year, even when things weren't going his way uh, scoring-wise, he was still contributing. And and this, playing a crucial away game at the San Siro with thousands of, you know, Inter supporters booing you, it's it's the perfect place right. for, for magic to happen. Yeah, for sure. I, I, he definitely just looks off. And the thing too is, do we remember last season? He wasn't exactly scoring in bunches to begin the season. If we remember the first two months, if I believe he only had, um, I believe through ten league appearances, it was only two league goals, maybe three. I, I might be wrong by a goal or two, but if we remember, it's not as if. He began scoring right away at Roma last season. However, he just looks very um, as if something is weighing on him from a mental point of view, particularly against Atalanta. Man, he looked, that poor guy looked like he was pressing, like he had the weight of the world upon his shoulders. And you could just tell that he was almost believing in his own mind that no matter what he did, he was not going to score a goal. And it was difficult to see him like that. And even he knew it because what does he do immediately at full time? He goes on to Instagram and says, I'm going to I'm going to be better moving forward, so on and so forth. And I, I, I really hope I, re- I really, really hope that he can pull through and pull something out, because I, I think that's exactly um, what the doctor would prescribe for him, because a, a, a goal is used at, at the San Siro in a match like this. It really can do wonders. I want to go back to what you said about Cristante because I, I'm, I'm convinced you listened to my patron-only podcast where Every I time, talked man. about this guy because Pepe Riso, <laughs> his agent, I, I, I was completely unplugged from social media, but I'm sure some wrote about it. He is, uh, he is leaking to everybody that a, a contract renewal is close and even to, even to myself, it's... It's now gone from something, you know, kind of whispered about that's that's pretty open now. 
Cristante, he is going to sign a contract renewal until 2027. And it, it's so interesting because anytime we publish something, okay, on Cristante, you will not find a more, as you said, a more 180 degree difference to how this guy is viewed by the professionals compared to how the supporters view him. It is unbelievable to me. Do you want to go back? And if we go back to Euro 2020, I mean, if there is one department that the Azzurri are pretty well stocked in, it's the midfield. And yet, Sir Brian Cristante, the 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 Canadian wonder is one of the first guys off of the bench for Roberto Mancini. Clearly, Andy, this is why uh, you know Jose Mourinho, Mancini, they are working uh, professional working professional football while you and I are here recording a podcast talking about them. They see something that we don't. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I could not even give you. But, but, but a remember, list of 10 remember, remember what, what happened. Remember that that famous De Rossi quote in a, in 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 Cristante's yes, first yes. year at the at the club, which was arguably probably it was arguably probably the the worst year because yes. he was really. Yeah, but still, with him quitting too, he's played with so many legends, and yeah, this is the yeah, guy he was, who he, he did, was who, who, in who that he year. Starts. He was being like used everywhere by Di Francesco and then Ranieri. He just was. Uh, he basically represented the state of confusion, utter chaos that Roma were in in 2018, 2019. And De Rossi, in his farewell press conference, sat down and said, "I would pay out of my own pocket to have a hundred guys like Cristante who work so hard and and just do anything for the for for the badge and that's all you need to know there is something and I've I've always seen flashes of it and I've always been attracted to rooting for the guy I I and every time he he puts in a really good performance and it goes unseen I try to bring it up because it's a this is a very odd situation it's very easy, I think, for fans to to dislike a player, but to this extent, wow! And and then you have this exactly this completely different world that he's dealing with with a club that loves him, a manager that adores him, teammates that respect him. You know how can you argue against that? I don't know. It's a very bizarre. It's it's yeah. really bizarre. It, I don't it know is. what it says about the club or the direction they're heading or what they believe in, you know, because you read so many things. Is Oh, uh, if he renews, he's still going, you know, Roma are bringing in a major midfielder. And so that means that Cristante is going to end up on the bench. And I always wonder, like, really? Like, I, all the signs don't don't indicate that that Roma, Mourinho, the people in the management perceive Cristante as a bench player. He is actually considered a key presence in on the pitch, in the locker room. So for whatever reason, he's always there. And he's always been there. In, in the Euro 2020, when, when Mancini needed energy and also a sense of security off the bench, he'd put Cristante on. 
So to 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 yes. to keep yes. the guys calm on the pitch in the final minutes, or you know, to to put the foot on the pedal, he put Cristante on. So that's unbelievable that we are still talking about this guy like he's some sort of uh, you know just lab subject like something that needs to be studied and dissected and uh and well maybe he does because i i am convinced because this is what i this is what i said too and let's also consider something this was not just your typical rumors either um i can tell you unequivocally uh juve they were trying to get him in the summer. They had contact with Peperiso, so did Milan. There is a reason, and I don't know what it is. This is why you and I are not professionals in professional football. Clearly, there is something there. I think the reason, or maybe part of the reason, Andy, is I've, I've mentioned this on here before, but it, you know, my, my simple rule of thumb for a player is if I cannot name one thing, one characteristic, one uh, attribute, that you excel at, then you know you 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 just are not good enough to be at a club like Roma. Andy, everything Brian Cristante does on the pitch is unsexy. It's not flashy. It's it not, is bland. From, yeah. He he is not the uh, the Lamborghini, okay, sports car. But he is that reliable car that you can drive for like 25 to 30 years that will get you to your destination without issue. That's the only way I can think of him. Because there is not one thing he does that stands out. Now, before he comes to Roma, he's at Atalanta. And he what? What was it? Nine league goals? Ten league goals? Something like that? And we're thinking to ourselves, okay, wow. This is going to be an added presence for the attack. He can score. He can do a little bit of everything. He can play as a Mezzala. And he hasn't played as a Mezzala since, what, 2019, 2018? I mean, this guy has played every position except striker and uh, goalkeeper. And it is, this is not going to make sense, but it's, extraordinary how unextraordinary he actually is um yeah. and i mean yeah. that as a and compliment. he's gonna you know uh he, he's uh he's closing in on 200 appearances for the club okay so in, in less yeah, than in right, less than five right. years yes so there you go exactly That's, that that and says a lot about how a, somebody like cristante has been key key to 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 Roma in these years, and uh, I don't know if you wonder yeah, what they the would thing- have done without him, or would they have been mm. better off? You know. Well, the thing too is, listen. Anytime a new manager arrives at a club, or a new director, sporting director, they will be not, they won't be given carte blanche to do whatever they want. But of course, they are going to be able to make and implement some changes. Andy, this guy has survived. How many different regimes now? Uh, th- three, Di Francesco, four? Uh, then Di Francesco. interim Ranieri, Fonseca, and Jose Mourinho. That's four. And there you go. And as you said, all of them have not only uh, you know played this guy, but have relied upon this guy for a variety of roles on the pitch, off the pitch. And it really is amazing to me because, again... 
anytime we publish something in regards to Cristante, I mean, you would think that the guy, uh, you know, was at the level of, I, I don't know, who, who's really bad. I'm trying to think of somebody like extraordinarily bad. Uh, Baruso, I, I, I don't know. Like nobody comes to mind right away who, is, who was astoundingly bad. But they put him at that level, which is so confusing to me. Yes, I am guilty of having made fun of this guy. And I think part of it does have to do with the fact that he does not stand out at one thing. Andy, he's not technically gifted. He's not quick. He's not uh, uh, great in the air. But when he, you, but when he, when he manages to, like, to rid the opponent of the ball or to launch the ball you know, yes, in a yes. in a way that reminds you of I know I know it's terrible to say, but Francesco Totti really sometimes like he does these no look passes, just long balls forward that cut through the opponent's defense. When it works, that's when magic happens. the 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 the, the unfortunate yes. thing is that he's been played so out of his position, so just all over the place. I mean, with Fonseca, I think in the latter stages, he played more as a center back Central than defender. as a midfielder. Yes, yes. So again, it it is a very bizarre phenomenon, but I think it speaks more to his importance off the pitch, his personality, the, the, the reputation among teammates. And ultimately, for, for coaches... They always always need reference points, and Mourinho is, has always been a coach that has reference point, and he's sticking to that reference point. And evidently, Cristante is it. He represents something that all these managers hang on to, and in the long run, perhaps it's it's important. Perhaps it, it will work. Uh, I think fans are always, you know, we are always exposed to what we're looking, what we're seeing on the TV, on the on our screens. Um, so that's that's a short term as it gets. And and I think managers and people working for a club usually looking look at, at these things, at the, the players, like a long-term investment, more or less. So maybe that's that's where, that's what Cristante is all about. That's the mystery. I think we are on to writing a book about him once 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 this once this podcast goes into the history records, uh the the Cristante book I think is is going to be written and edited by John Solano and Andy Mattioli. I would I would absolutely write that. I mean, you can you can I mean, you can absolutely help me because I have been late to this party. You know, I just laugh too because I compare the way a guy like Cristante, and this is a guy I always pick on, and whether or not it is fair or warranted, I, I I will let others be the judge. But I compare the way he is discussed versus somebody like uh, Paredes, a guy who for some reason has been given a, 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 a free leeway on social media to be talked about as if he's a regista at the level of Pirlo or something. A guy who absolutely sucks and was only given a, a career because of Vine. But you compare the way he's discussed versus Cristante, okay? And, and, and it is as if you are talking about guys, one who plays for a Serie C Vicenza, Versus a guy who plays uh, for Juve, it's it's just interesting to me because let's be honest too. I think a lot of it does have to do with these 
either preconceived notions of Cristante or maybe the willingness to overlook some of the things that he does do. I, I know it's easy to sort of be dismissive of some of the defensive duties that he does or even the things in possession because I, I would say if there is one thing he does excel at, um, he is very good in sort of providing balance, keeping the ball, um, interceptions as well. What he does, though, and the way he plays, it is not flashy. I, like, I could not think of a guy less flashy than him. I, like, you're not going to have the five- or six-year-old child, okay? You know, we all, want, we all want it to be, you know, Shevchenko, Totti, whoever. I can't think of many five- or six-year-olds <laughs> thinking, you know who I want to be? Brian Cristante. Even his name, like, it's just bland. Very He's bland. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't it's mean just, it as a put down. It, I just meant it's it's weird. That he's he's a uh, he's uh, yeah he's Canadian and I, he played in Benfica. I mean that's a, it's a it's a great story. It's a great story. He was he was a given a, a chance to debut under Massimiliano Allegri. Like what? You know? I mean it's uh, it's. Right. Uh, he was like 17 inch. By the way, when I was doing the thing about um, when when Peperiso was telling everybody of this the last couple of weeks, I, maybe it's just one of those things that I knew of and perhaps you see it written in front of you and it, it, it hits you or makes it all the more real. I cannot believe that he is still only 27 years old. I don't know how that's even possible. I thought for sure he would be coming upon 30 any day now, yet somehow he has completely, completely gone under the radar as one of those guys who we are always incorrect on their actual age. Astounding to me that he's not even, he's not 28 in March. (laughs) How is that possible? Um. I, I I just I I I can't make sense of it at at all at all. We just spent um, talking about more okay. about Cristante than the Inter game. I, I, and, yeah, and I know, but what you know, the international I, break is all about. You know, you you finally are confronted with the various dimensions of football, and one of the dimensions of Roma is Brian Cristante, who deserves a whole segment of of, uh, of, a, of a podcast episode. <laughs> okay, admittedly, I did not know that he's from Portenone, but now the whole uh, Brian and the Cristante part makes sense now that I am seeing where he is born. So it makes all the sense, because other than... Um, Veneto, um, Friuli is the only other, uh, only other place in the country where you will see less, uh, less than expected Italian surnames. So that that completely, completely um, sort of ma- uh, paints a clearer picture for me. Okay, so now back to Inter very quickly. They're getting a result. Are right? they? Or, I, are are they? Oh my We're not god! Going to you do just a prediction. threw it like that. I didn't. No, no, no. Oh, hold on. Let, 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 let me refresh. Let me refresh. Let me refresh. It's going to be difficult. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. But, oh, but you mean, yeah. 
I just cannot are, imagine. Are they in a position to get cannot, a result? That's the question. I think so. Yes. That's, well, so that's far this season, about. okay, yeah, yeah, in yeah. all of their matches, I agree. They've had I agree. I agree, not? but ultimately, I think this is going to be a, a, a really ugly piece of work. It's going to be something like 1-1 with both teams just looking really nervous and fragile because each team is afraid of making a mistake, costly mistake. And uh, and then, you you know, you have the wonderful duo of Massa and Mazzoleni. So that's going to be an Oscar yes. night of, uh, of, of just absolute trash refereeing with massa it's always it's, all, it's, it's always, always it's always you got Mazzolini. so i mean it's like uh you know this is this is like the the heat of refereeing this is like that scene in heat where al pacino and robert de niro just shared the screen for like five minutes talking about how they're just very similar in a lot of ways despite that robert de niro is a robber and al pacino is a policeman and this is that that's Massa and Mazzolini. They are the 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 tour de force duo of uh, Serie A refereeing. So, um, what what better way to, to return wow. from international uh, break? Yeah, my my only fear though is with these, and uh, the the patron group is really the way I get a temperature gauge on just not only society in general, but the the way. Roma uh, supporters are feeling it is through the patron group. It, it, I fear what happens if there's a negative result because matches like this are obviously taken so much more hard. Um, my general thought though is if they keep creating chances at this level, now I know it is Roma, and as we've seen season after season, okay, Roma has defied. Uh, basic science, uh, geometry, uh, maths, you know, any sort of science or um, other discipline. Roma, of any of the clubs in the world, particularly Serie A, they are capable of defying even the most basic of uh, scientific and mathematic laws. So part of me says if they continue to create chances at this level, there is just no possible way that they will continue to waste and miss chance after chance after chance after chance like we saw against Atalanta. Now, I may be fooling myself into actually thinking this, but it's not as if, Andy, we are watching them as I, and I mentioned this too in my post-match reaction to Atalanta, it is not as if this is the days of Rudy Garcia, where they can't create anything. They could play uh, for 500-plus minutes, and they won't even come close to sniffing a goal. It's not even remotely close to that situation. It's we are creating so much, and we are wasting at an equal level. I just can't imagine that that continues. The law of large numbers I agree. the more you do something... Something so, has to happen. I, I Something, there has to be a breakthrough. I, I said it from the beginning that, yes, it's worrying, but it ha- there has to be a moment. You have so much quality up front that there has to be that moment. There, just, there has to be the, the, the instance where everything goes right and you're allowed 
to cheer and 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 be happy and be proud because you finally done what you were supposed to do. You get rewarded for creating so many opportunities. You get rewarded for playing well. Yes. It has to happen. At some point, it has to happen. It's This is not uh, a team that lacks talent, a team that lacks quality, a team that lacks firepower. All players up front can score. It has to happen at some point. Hopefully, hopefully it happens against an Inter that has been shaky in the defense. It, 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 this is, once again, the perfect opportunity. You're going into a really hostile environment. You, you have, you're facing a team that is also uh, dif- dealing with a lot of difficulties. It, it, it's your chance to shine. Yes. It's your chance to shine for a lot of players on an individual level and on a team level. This is it. Yeah, and and two, I mean, we're talking of negative results. I mean, Roma, obviously, hard done against Atalanta. But uh, Inter, uh, they had had their problems with Udinese, who, I mean, at some point, we will have to have have a discussion about them because what they are doing is, I mean, nothing short of unbelievable. I I still can't wrap my mind uh, around what they are achieving at the moment it, it is it, nothing short of spectacular but we will get to that another time okay we will be back after the match against inter fingers crossed that's all i can say <laughs> fingers crossed we're not going to do predictions we're not going to do any of that other than make everybody aware the port you know it's been activated as to whether or not I haven't checked. Is is Jekko? Yeah, yeah, he's starting. He's starting with Lautaro. Ah, okay. Yeah, no shock there. Okay, everybody, we will be back in a few days after the match against Inter. Until then, ciao. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.